Hello. Hello. He's Oliver. She's Lucy. And you're listening to Anyway Movies. The podcast of film fanatics and movie maniacs. The podcast of discussions, debates and occasional distractions as we talk about all things cinema. If you like what you hear, be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on podcasting platforms. Big shout out to my sister Molly for creating the logo and images for our podcast. Give her a follow on Instagram at underscore Molly underscore Joanne underscore. Now that's all out of the way, dim the lights, turn the projector on. And let's start the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode. We are still going, Oliver. Yeah, can you believe it? We haven't given up yet. (laughs) (laughs) This is new for us. So, in this episode, we're going to be reviewing the new Disney movie, Soul, which released on Disney Plus on Christmas Day last year. Disney Pixar. Disney Pixar, yes. Thank you for correcting me. Soul originally was going to be released on the 11th of October and it premiered at the London Film Festival on the 11th. But obviously due to restrictions, its theatrical release was held off. Like you said, released on Disney Plus on Christmas Day. And it also got a theatrical release in countries where streaming services are not available so that's pretty cool yeah it showed to some audiences and obviously everybody who has disney plus has probably seen it by now if you haven't seen it this is the spoiler free section we will be getting into spoilers later on so you can just stop the episode there or you can listen on if you want to spoil the movie for yourself i mean there isn't that many big twists i guess no i i would wholeheartedly recommend that you watch this without knowing anything. In my eyes, it's if you've seen Inside Out, you basically know the story. Yeah, I, I kind of knew that that comparison was coming because that was the first thing I thought of when I first watched the trailer. I didn't think about it until watching it. Mm. Well, my initial thought is I don't think it's a bad movie by any means. I like the cast. I like the story it tried to tell. And I think it had some pretty cool ideas. I do very much like the idea of exploring a little bit of the afterlife, but also predominantly the before life. I like the idea of the great beyond and the great before, as it's called in the films. I like the character design of the souls, the little blue things. I think they're adorable. <gasps> yes! My favourite is the one that's like, I'm a megalomaniac. I'm a narcissist. <laughs> that's like, one of my favourite jokes in the whole film. I like to manipulate people. I was like, oh, I know a few of you. <laughs> but all in all, my initial thoughts was, I kind of wished... <laughs> It was two separate movies. Yeah, I see where you're coming from with that. I got more invested when we were talking to the characters that weren't the main characters. Mm. Like, the mum and the barber. I found those two characters interesting and they felt like real people. 
Yeah. But the actual main characters, I kind of didn't care for whatsoever. Wow, okay. So yeah, what are your initial thoughts? Right, so I've watched this film twice. I watched it first on Boxing Day with my sister. And when the movie ended, we both said, yeah, that was good. And then promptly forgot about it. (laughs) I mean, we liked it when we watched it and we were perfectly happy with it. So we had no criticism to give it, but it just wasn't one of those films that we thought that was a masterpiece. And then last night I watched soul again for this review just so that it was fresh in my mind and i really love it now well that's good i i think it's one of the best disney pixar films ever in my opinion and i don't say that lightly because there are many there are many that is a bold statement it is a bold statement i'm not saying it's the best but it is one of the better ones in their filmography i guess I really, really love the animation. The animation. Especially where he is on his journey to the afterlife, in a way, where it goes through different animations and stuff. I found that really, really fun. I did like the animation style. It was so cool. Yeah, it really was. And I think you can tell how far that the animation has come. It wasn't until... The you know the scene where counting Terry is it called Terry or Jerry? I kept getting it confused. Oh, Terry is the accountant. Yeah, okay, I got that right. Yeah. Um, when he came into the quote unquote real world to chase after the main character Joe, and it wasn't until then that I realised how realistic the animation looked in some aspects. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, you compare this to Frozen, which wasn't that long ago, and still has great animation, but compare that to Frozen, Oh wow. and it's like a completely different world. Yeah. It's amazing what they've done with the animation. I also really loved Jamie Foxx yes. as Joe Gardner. I thought he voiced it so well. And it, like even all of the voice cast, actually... Um, did a very good job, but something about how Jamie voiced his character really hit me. I don't know why. It's told and written. I just think it's a great accomplishment. This is interesting. This is the first time on one of our official reviews where we've had fairly differing opinions. Yeah. Ooh, drama. (laughs) Drama, here we go. Ooh. I mean, I really don't think that we can say anything now without spoiling anything. No. So we are now getting into spoilers. We apologise for that very short generalisation. No, we do not apologise for it. This is our podcast. (laughs) This is how we do things. (laughs) So if you haven't seen the film yet and you don't want to know any more, basically, I recommend it. Do you recommend it, Oliver? I don't think it's a bad film by any means, and I think it's a good family film. So I would recommend it for your, for like, uh, I I would, I would. (laughs) In short. In short, I would. Yeah, it's not a waste of your time. (laughs) Well, debatable, but still. (laughs) 
so to anybody who hasn't seen it we're giving you five seconds to stop the podcast and watch the film and then come back it's only one hour 45 minutes i think yeah so it's not that long yeah and here we go on spoilers right i want to know what your problems were because i sense that there were a lot for you basically i've already said this at the start it it just felt like a rehash of Inside Out, done not as well. Right, okay. It's like, it's a very similar idea, but instead of focusing on, like, the emotions and how they sort of make us people and how we, as humans, react to certain situations, it was more focused on the personality side, but basically gave the same idea, which I don't think it's a bad thing, because... A lot of who we are is our likes, our dislikes, and like our environmental aspects change our personality as well, which I like that because that's very true. But I just kind of felt like it was jumping all over the place. I would have much rather it have just been a movie about Joe trying to pursue his dream as a professional musician who loves jazz but focus more on his family side I would like to have known more about his dad I would have liked to see Mm. more relationship with his mum I would have liked to see more like they briefly mentioned his ex-girlfriend Lisa and I'd be like oh that would be quite interesting and like I said the barber is the barber's probably my favorite character that whole scene is probably my favorite scene where 22 is inside Joe's body. 22, Tina Fey's character, I should say. But Tina Fey's in this, by the way. Oh, I love it. She's so funny. That whole scene when the barber is talking about his life and how he wanted to be a veterinarian, but his daughter got ill, and so he had to um, find a job quick to help support her and barbering school is a lot cheaper than veterinarian school like that hit home for a lot of people I'm sure and like it was yeah. it was those scenes and like the scenes between at the very start with his mother that just felt like real and I was very in those moments but then everything that came with the very the, the Pixar Disney essence of it with the the souls and the very animated quirky hilarious cartoon characters that you would expect from a Pixar movie which I do like don't get me wrong I just don't feel like they meshed well together and that they should have I feel like there should have been a better layout because in my head it didn't work as well as it should have done on paper so it's almost like you feel like they were two different films that just clashed. Very much, yeah. I I was in it whenever it was just the ordinary, the ordinary people talking, and I was out of it when it had anything to do <laughs> with the souls. As much as I loved the little narcissistic, manipulative soul, as much as I loved her, it didn't work for me. Fair enough. That ending scene when he's well, not the ending scene, but near ending when he's in the he's playing on the piano and he's sort of going into the zone and he's sort of thinking back about his life and how that that scene where 
it's like in the montage of it and there's a scene of his dad in like a nursing home and he's playing the piano and the dad is old and he looks like he's like he's gonna cry i actually teared up at that bit and then it went straight and then it went straight back into all the soul stuff again and i completely went and i'm like you just ruined a very beautiful moment there yeah some of the tonal shifts are a little bit jarring for me they were very jarring that was my major issues with the film (laughs) what about you so there are many sequences in this film. I mean, I, I don't even know. I think this film just came at the right time mm. because I'm, without getting too deep, I'm kind of at a time where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Yeah. So I think this film really came at the right time for me. And I think that helped me enjoy it as well because I'm like, thank you so much. You're giving me so much wisdom. So there are many sequences in this film that. I absolutely adore and one of them that really hit close for me was after he performs with Dorothea Mm. something that he's been working towards his entire life I was expecting him to be in the zone at this point and it was going to like morph into him being in the zone and all of this sort of stuff but then it didn't it was just a nice um scene of him playing with Dorothea as if he was at any other concert and then at the end when he says I thought I'd feel different like he feels like nothing has changed since pursuing what he was working towards and I think that really really hit home for me. I really I do like the thing she said outside the bar I heard this story about a fish who was swimming came up to another fish and said excuse me I'm looking for this thing called the ocean have you seen it? And the other fish said, this is the ocean. And then the first first fish said, what are you talking about? This is just water. I'm looking for the ocean. I mean, that was a very weird it was... <laughs> kind of, like, like, like that was her first response. But I really liked that message. I mean, it could have worked with any sea creature. <laughs> but I liked, like, the message behind that little notion, the idea of what you see isn't always what you expect, the whole you go looking for something and it doesn't always turn out to be what you want it to be, doesn't make it any less important or doesn't mean it's any better or any worse than what you imagined it, but it's just different or it's just the same. I also really appreciated the fact that the main character was a older person. So Joe Gardner is not an old person. He's like in his 30s, I think. And I think that was really, really good because obviously most characters in Disney films, Pixar films and Disney Pixar films are usually children or 20s. So I really appreciated the fact that they actually gave an actual adult well, 20-year-olds are adults, but, like, an older adult. <laughs> I mean, my, my point was that Joe's learning all of this in his 30s or early 40s or whatever, how old he is. So it's proven that it's not too late for him to do something else with his life or start living life. And as a 22-year-old, 
to hear that that it's still not late for me is is it's still not too late for me to start living life it really helped me I think and it's made me appreciate life a lot more I mean I love the fact that 22 spark was just life itself yeah and it wasn't a certain passion or dream it was just life itself that made her get the earth pass I mean it it could have been so cheesy and hand-fisted and all this sort of thing and it wasn't it was just it, and when Richard Arradi's character was like oh you thought Spark was someone's purpose and starts laughing about it as if it was a completely ridiculous thing to think yeah it, it it hit quite hard. I was like, oh, because like Joe, I was thinking that that was what the spark was. So it properly takes you through his sort of mindset. And then when you realise that Joe's been wrong the entire time about what the spark was, it's, yeah, it's almost as if you are him at that moment and you're thinking, well, what is the spark? What can it be? Yeah. Just yeah, like th- th- there's so much in this film that I just—it's just so good. Can we talk about how the new souls, when they say the word hell, and it's peak comedy right there? H e double hockey sticks, and then hell, 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 hell. The funny thing is, I'm assuming this is more of an American thing because I've never heard that before. No, I haven't actually. Yeah, so I'm assuming that is saying is more of a American thing because over here in the UK we just say hell. Yeah. We just say it, why not? I mean we all watched Ron Weasley from Harry Potter say it from like when we were like three years old, so Right, so there is one thing that I would like to point out about this film. As I have said before, this film is not the best Disney Pixar. It is one of the best, but it doesn't have no flaws. There are flaws to it. Right, the first time I saw Soul, and it was the scene after Joe's soul is put into the cat. Ah, yes. And 22 soul is put into Joe. I instantly thought, oh no, please don't do this. Please don't do this. You were doing so well. I hated it. I I was like, no, if the rest of the film is just going to be Joe in a cat, I am going to go absolutely ballistic. (laughs) Because that is just an opportunity and potential just banish. And I I, I, I was getting a bit head up. I was like, no. Absolutely not. I mean, I hid my face well because I wanted to give it a chance. I was like, okay, this could be quite funny. And luckily, it didn't last that long. And it worked for the story, I feel. I think that if 22 had been the cat, we wouldn't have got the ending that we did. Yeah. So I think it was necessary. I completely understand why they did it, especially second time round. It didn't feel as jarring, but my first reaction to Joe being put in the cat, I was 
I was lost for about 10 minutes. I was like, no, we're not doing this. We're, we're not turning this into a cheesy, oh, human in animal body sort of, no. No, no, no. It was one of those things where, well, you don't see the cat until like halfway through the movie in the first place. So it's, I'm not going to say I saw it from a mile away because I didn't. But the moment I saw the cat on his hospital bed and I saw that 22 was going to jump with him, or, well, she fell, rather, I was like, oh, this is, this is going to happen, isn't it? Like, he's going to end up in the cat. She's going to end up in his body. And then, and the whole movie is going to be him trying to get into her body. She's wanting to get out, but as she's going along, she starts learning about the world whilst actually potentially, essentially living before she was officially born into into the world. She's going to fall in love. He's going to not really pay attention to it because all he's focused on is getting his body back so he can play this gig. She's going to run away because she wants to keep on living he's going to go after her somehow they're going to switch back they're going to fall out with each other because he's going to go back to his body to play and then he's going to realize he did wrong he's going to go back to try and help her and i was like this movie is very predictable (laughs) so do you want to talk about the setting of new york yes i do okay i've never been to new york have you no, my parents have. They went without oh. me. My mum's been to New York, I think. Oh, yeah, jealous. when when she worked on the cruise ships. Oh, yes. Yeah, but we've both been to London a few times. I'm just going to use London as my viewpoint. That, that moment when he said, you do not stop when you're in New York. You do not stop in the middle of the road. <laughs> like, you have to keep walking. Yeah. It just it just reminded me of Oxford Street. Yeah, it was very, very American. I I love that. I mean, all of the jokes that I didn't understand, I just guess were American. So like when um twenty two was knocking off everybody from out of the zone and then yeah. she says, I've been messing with this basketball team for a while. And then he misses the net. And apparently a lot of Americans found that really funny, but I didn't get it because we don't have that over here. So, but it was still quite funny. I think one of my favourite jokes was when she was like, we don't crush holes here. That's what Earth is for. (laughs) No, like there are some quite solid gags in this. The funniest for me that me and Molly both went absolutely nuts over was after Joe gets put in the cat and he says well if I'm in the cat then that means and it cuts to the cat on the afterlife ramp oh yeah I'm I'm not gonna lie that did get me I was like oh no (laughs) why am I laughing this is actually kind of sad but my question is was the cat already dead or when joe entered did he just boot the soul out i think he just put the soul out but then it's really confusing because at the end after joe gets put back in his normal body the cat is alive and well so i don't know (gasps) how that happened 
because we clearly saw the cat's soul on the afterlife ramp. So unless they built a, a magic doorway like they did for Joe at the end of the film. But they, I don't think they would have had time. The cat no. was very, very close to the light. Oh, well. Even if it was just for that little gag, it worked. So I'm not going to, like, dive too deep into it. But oh. it did make me laugh. Can we talk about Graham Norton's character, Moonwind? Yeah. Because I didn't realise that it was Graham Norton until the second watch. I didn't realise it was Graham Norton until I checked the cast list. Honestly... He is my favourite character in this whole film. At first, I didn't understand the whole pirate thing. I didn't understand why they were there and then on Earth at the same time. But then, second time round, I fully understood that they were all like meditators and stuff and seemingly very out there and eccentric. And I really liked that, actually. It was quite funny. I liked the idea that meditation in itself isn't just sitting with your legs crossed going um like yeah meditation can be anything if it helps you get in the zone or get out of the zone in whatever way that may be yeah like exercising it can be a form of meditation so I did quite like that his form of meditation was just him sign flipping on the side of the road (laughs) like he was in it the thing is, I could definitely see Graham Norton play that character live action. If Soul was a live action film, I definitely think that he that he would still be playing that part. I I can see that. Bless him! I'm so proud of him because I know that Graham Norton's an actor anyway. That's how he started out. But we're so used to him being a talk show host, so the fact that he's actually got an acting role was quite. I was like, oh. Good for him. But, okay, I love Richard Ayoade, but his voice completely took me out of it because I knew it was Richard Ayoade. <laughs> like, the minute he spoke, I was like, right, that's Richard Ayoade. That's not Jerry. That's an impersonator. That's the guy from the HSBC adverts. I was like, that's the guy from the IT crowd. <laughs> Memory is RAM. Stop! No, I could do a whole. We're not ep- going into that. <laughs> I could do. I could do a whole episode on the IT crowd if I wanted to, <laughs> but that's not why we're here. To so do not start this. No, but yeah, can we talk about the cast because yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. <laughs> I will say I don't think there's in effect a weak link in the cast. I think everyone voiced their characters fairly well. So yeah, obviously. Jamie Foxx as our main character, Joe, we've talked about. Briefly mentioned Tina Fey as 22. Even... I think her voice was just so right for this. Yeah. Her voice suited just everything about 22. Mm. Just all the Terrys and the Jerrys. All the Terry's and the Jerry's. I love Terry. I I love the way that he was voiced. It was actually voiced by a woman, which I didn't know. Mm. Her name is Rachel House. I put her here because it re because because when I was looking the cast up, I 
thought Terry was voiced by a man, but it wasn't. I was like, fair enough. It's like Edna Mode all over again. <laughs> but the reverse. Wait, Edna Mode is voiced by a man. You are kidding me. No. I didn't know this. I mean, that makes so much sense now, but I just thought it was voiced by a deep-voiced woman. <laughs> no. Oh, fair enough. I mean, voice actors, man, they just... I, I mean, I, I guess that's what voice acting is about. You're not really supposed to sound like yourself. But how do they do it? Well, they get a script, they go into a recording booth. Well, yes, yeah, okay, <laughs> Oliver. <laughs> um, I also really loved Angela Bassett as Dorothea. Angela Bassett, I think, was like the perfect casting for Dorothea. She's another one who I think that if Soul was a live action, she would probably be still playing Dorothea as well. Like, she's so perfect for it, I think. So, I think the last thing that we need to speak about, unless you have anything else to add, is the ending. Because the ending is the thing that most people are kind of split about. There's some people who absolutely love it, and there's some people who absolutely hate it. So, what ground are you on? I I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of teetering. At first I hated it. Now I understand why they did what they did. I understand why they did I'm it. I'm still not 100%. I understand why they did it. I just don't like it. Yeah. What would have been your dream ending for this film? Like, What would you have done to change well, my dream ending would have been, oh, that's hard because, well, like, I, I've already said this, but, like, in my mind, they should have been two different movies. Mm. I don't know. I know what I want to say, but I don't know if I should say it because I don't want to, I don't want to get too real because <laughs> it's a kid's movie in effect and it's like a family film. And in my. Okay, yeah. That's one of the points that I wanted to make. This is not a kids' movie. I don't think that kids would understand this film. I think that they would just think, oh, soul things and boring jazz stuff. I I don't think that this is a kids' film. I think this is definitely a film for people over 13, maybe. But my dream ending would have been that and and this is quite dark, but this is how I thought it might have gone. Um, I thought that Joe would have died. And as he was getting put into the afterlife, he saw his dad again and they started playing piano together. And that was the last shot. Oh, that would have been so much better. <laughs> like, that's my, that is where I thought it was going. Like, he was going to see his dad again. Um, and then they're gonna play piano together, but no, they were like, "Oh, here you go, uh, magic doorway, um, second chance." Even though Joe has literally died about three times in this movie, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are giving you a second chance to live your life again. And yeah, I get it. I understand 
because kids would have had nightmares if they'd have killed Joe off. I completely understand that. But in all honesty, I don't think a kid would have noticed. Like you said, I don't think a kid would have noticed if Joe died. If one of the soul people died, then they probably would have gotten emotional. But if Joe died, mm. I don't think they would have cared. Yeah, it, it is a bit of a weird kids one. It it doesn't have the same whimsy as the other films, which I think is a good thing. Like it's good that they've tried to go a different direction than their other films, but it's definitely not a kids' film. I don't think. I don't think that they'll understand it. See, in my head, not, and I don't want to. I don't want to sound morbid, but didn't technically. I know he like he was technically already dead and then he came back to life but his soul was stuck in a cat and then he got to live in his body again to do his little gig and then he but then he decided to essentially stop living so that 22 could start her life mm. which is something yeah and then he was offered a second chance yeah, and it kind of defeated the purpose of what that message was yeah. trying to say. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Do you know what? Do you know what this episode has made me realise? Well, like, going into it, I knew I wasn't the biggest fan of this movie, but I did have, like, some redeeming points in it. But now that after we've discussed it and we've discussed what we like and what we dislike, I've come to the conclusion that I don't, I don't like this film. <laughs> That's fair enough. I mean, I still really love it. I think that there's so much about it that really hits me. But that's on a personal level. Yeah. Like, it's it's not because of the film itself. I think it just, like I've said before, it just came at the right time and gave me, you know, all of the optimism that I needed. And, you know, some people might have a problem with the amount of optimism that this film has, which kind of makes me think that maybe they did try and gear it towards kids but I don't think that they'll get it which maybe is a little bit of a problem on their on their end but but yeah I mean I completely understand the flaws it has it's not perfect but I really enjoyed it and I think I'm gonna watch it again at some point it's just a really good message a great motivator as well. Like, after I watched that, I was like, hell yeah, let's start living. And then I realised we're in a lockdown, <laughs> so we can't really do that yet. <laughs> so oh, That time you get motivated, but then you can't do anything, and so you waste your motivation. God, it's happened so many times, like, within this past year. Mm. I've been like, right, okay, tomorrow I'm going to start living. And then I wake up, and I'm like, actually, I can't actually go anywhere today. <laughs> I keep forgetting... And then obviously, because we've been in the lockdown for so long, it's kind of become, I hate this phrase, but it's become the new normal. Um, so it's just one of those things. But yeah, this film really gave me the sort of optimism for after this is all over to start living life and not to live towards my passions, just start to live because life is out there. Not just focus on one thing, focus on all of the other mundane things in your life I, and you'll start to realise how important they are I, in the end. I do appreciate that message. I do think 
for all the things I don't particularly like, I do think that message was delivered very well. Yeah. And I do think it's a message that, like, especially nowadays with everything going on, is something that a lot of people need to hear. Yeah, definitely. I love this. I love the fact that we we have two different opinions on this. I mean, you know that I have various opinions on life, and I'm not going to delve into all of that because I don't want to appear preachy. But even before this film, I kind of had loads and loads of epiphanies, I guess, last yeah. year about how I thought life was, how I perceived life, how I should be living it. And I think Soul basically just took everything that I said and basically turned it into art. And even though there were a few things that maybe I think was a bit too, you know, cheery and, oh, yeah, life is great. I understand why you did that. It is a cartoon at the end of the day. They aren't really going to say, you know, bills exist. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it just made me appreciate life a little bit more and I think that if that was what they were trying to get at then they succeeded especially with me obviously with other people they might not have because this film has had quite a lot of good reviews yes but I think that it is because of the climate we're in at the minute I don't think it's because of the film itself and I'm sorry to make that sound detrimental in any way towards the critics who maybe genuinely love this film but I think because of the hard times we're living in right now Soul comes along and gives us a boost of optimism and a boost of motivation suddenly everyone's like oh this film is an absolute masterpiece whereas in a normal world where this was going to be released in cinemas and everyone was taking cinema trips for granted before they closed down I don't think people would have appreciated this film nearly as much. Yeah, I completely agree with what you just said. Do you see what I'm getting I do. At? I really do. <laughs> like, I, I, like I, I'm not trying to be like, this film is actually awful, people are blinded. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that well, I think it came out at the right time. Yeah, it would be one of, the, it would be one of those things that if the movie was released before everything... And then it it would it could be one of those movies that because of everything, if you go back to it, you would get the same feeling as you do now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like when you it's yeah. like when you watch a movie or a TV show where you listen to a song, and initially you don't particularly like it or you don't think it's bad, but it's just not your taste. And then something happens in your life or something happens that changes your view on a certain aspect of it or aspects. And then you go back to it and you can appreciate it more because you understand it in a better way or a different way. It's like the fish. It's like the fish. Dorothea coming in clutch. <laughs> so do you have anything else to add or do you want to get onto the scores? Uh, I'm ready to get onto the scores if you are. Yeah, I am. So what are you giving this movie? Oliver. Uh, well, today's rating system is pizzas. Woo! <laughs> because pizza plays a massive part in this film because it's New York. So why not? Honestly, I'm I'm thinking four pizzas. 
That is actually higher than I thought you were going to go. I was with. stuck between four and five, but I, I don't think I'll watch this film again, or at least not for a very long time. And if a film was like in the middle, then I feel like I would probably give it another chance a lot sooner than I would give this movie another chance for me. So yeah. I am giving this film an eight pizzas out of ten because it still has flaws. Like it's not perfect, but I think it delivered its message really well. The characters are really good, the voice acting's really good, the animation is just top notch, the best of sin from Disney Pixar. I do really love the animation. Moonwind is a legend. <laughs> so eight out of ten pizzas, <laughs> definitely for me. Moonwind. I just love him. I want that boat. I want to live on that boat with the tie-dye sail. Everyone needs a moon wind oh. in their life. They do. I think we need a moon wind movie. Ooh, a spin-off. A spin-off. Disney, make it happen. There we go. Or like like a mini-series <laughs> on Disney+. Plus. Maybe it could be called Soul Full. <gasps> Ooh, I like that. Because he's eccentric. We are really getting into this. <laughs> Creating our own headcanons here. Yes. Soulful. Starring Graham Norton. The icon. So I think that wraps up today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to us ramble on about a Disney Plus film. Um, I just think it was a really good one to do. And I'm quite glad that we did it because we had differing opinions. And I like it when that happens because it makes for a better discussion, I think. We need to find more movies that we have different opinions on, I think. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um if you haven't yet you can like our facebook page we do have a facebook page and we are also on spotify youtube breaker radio public anchor google podcasts we're on there as well if you have any ideas please let us know because we kind of need them well we don't need them we have quite a lot of ideas at the moment but we want want to know what our audience. Yeah, wants to hear. and also please do let us know your thoughts and feelings on this movie. Yes, please do because I would love to discuss this film with anybody, even if you hated it. I would love to know why. Yeah. With that being said, I hope you have enjoyed this week's episode. Lucy, have you enjoyed this week's episode? I have. Actually. Awesome. Yeah. And with that being said, the favourite movie quote of this movie Joe, I've been here for who knows how long and I've never seen anything that's made me want to live and then you come along your life is sad and pathetic and you're working so hard to get back to it why? I mean this I gotta see <laughs> <laughs>